Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 239, recorded on July 18th, 2019. On tonight's episode, we talk about new Switch models and new Switch Joy-Cons, and do people in Japan really like the Switch Lite? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Jesse, cue that beautiful bean music. Once again, everybody, it's Marty Estes here from Nintendo Dads, and this is episode 239. It is July 18th, 2019, one day before the release of Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and deep already in the midst of the final Splatfest or, Splatfest, or Splatoon 2. Joining me tonight is Mr. Jesse Waldack. How are you, buddy? Or as we called you before the show here, Beardimus Prime. Yeah, I, I, I can't even think of a voice to do it. I'm, a, I'm lousy with voices. But normally, people want to not have me play bean music. <laughs> uh, right. Different definition, but okay. Yeah, that, that's okay. I, that, well, that's the first thing I thought of after I hit the button. No, totally fine, totally fine. We're glad you're here with us tonight. Also joining us once again from across the pond, the uh, man, the myth, the legend, Gary Gray. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm craving pie. Is that weird for 4.40 in the morning? Not weird. Not, 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 that was a conversation uh, we had in the pre-show, no. I was going to say that the pre-show conversation about pie probably put that in your mind. So, Oh, yeah. yeah I, I nice fully apologize. Fully apologize for the uh, talk <laughs> about the key lime pie and the Oreo pie that I ate about a week ago. It was delicious. Oh, so yeah. we're going to be talking about some light switches today, then. Uh, yeah, as opposed to the heavy ones, right? Yeah. Uh, so, tons of stuff uh, to talk about tonight, as usual, as well as a couple of voicemails and your questions from over on the internet machines. And so, with that being said, let's just dive in tonight, shall we? And, of course, our news this week is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you guys help us make all this cool content uh, that changes the world. And uh, big news that we found out this week uh, that we thought you patrons would be interested in. We found out that we are currently sitting in the number two spot for pod Nintendo-related podcasts in the U.K., and Canada, and we are sitting at number six in North America as well, or in the United States. In and terms so of I think that searches, yeah, that's iTunes searches. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. I'm, I mean, I'm very happy about that. Uh, I know Justin and the rest of us were very happy about it as well, guys. It's it's really because of all our awesome fans who recommend us and play us and download us on the weekly and. Uh, support us and so thank you uh to each and every one of you for all that you do in supporting the show and uh we have a new patron this week we want to call out uh tom we want to thank you for jumping in and becoming a patron of the show as well as mecha dragon 101 for joining back as a patron as well and you can do this by going over to patreon.com backslash nintendo dads and pledging even just as little as a dollar a month to join us on our Discord server and get in on Monthly Mayhem and see all the updates on our Patreon page. 
which by the way, I want to make mention of that our last uh, update on our page was that Justin is going to be off the show for a little bit as he makes a transition from Ireland back to Canada with his family where uh, they're going to take a permanent residence. And we're, we're happy to say that Justin and his family are safely back in Canada as of this moment. And so we're happy to uh, know that uh, he made the journey safe and that everything's okay. He did say that he's going to be without internet for a little bit as they get everything set back up at home and unpacked and moved in. But as soon as he has that, he's going to be back. So we're looking forward to that. And Justin, uh, good luck on the new chapter of life, which is really an old chapter because you're just back where you started. It's reprising an old chapter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. It's a good chapter. It's, It's one that you like to read, right? It's your favorite chapter. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about some Nintendo news. Uh, This week, I I really think our biggest news this week takes the form of hardware and accessories that were announced by Nintendo themselves this week. Uh, The first of those being new Joy-Con colors have been announced, uh, and these will drop October 4th. Uh, Two new packs of Joy-Cons. These are going to be $79.99 USD, $99.99 Canadian Gary, what did what do Joy Cons? Uh, what's a pack of Joy Cons cost over there for you? I think it's like sixty pounds, sixty, sixty, sixty nine, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So pretty, I mean, is that is dear. that roughly the same? Uh, yeah, I think so. Roughly, uh, we normally pay a little bit more for gaming stuff in general than uh, okay. North America. So. Gotcha. Well, so does Canada. So shocker there, right? Yeah. Um, so these two packs that are coming out, seventy British pounds is equivalent to eighty-seven dollars. Oh, of course, wow. the the price also includes VAT included, where tax is not included for us. Right. So it actually so evens out. Probably much. getting the best. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're getting a little bit cheaper, right? Because I mean, we're going to spend eighty-seven, eighty-eight dollars after tax, right? Uh, so Depends let's talk about live. these. Let's talk about these uh, these packs. Uh, the first one that was revealed was a purple and neon orange, or as they call it, neon purple and neon orange. These are brand new colors that have never been used as Joy-Con before. Uh, well, the left, technically, Joy-Con's I think purple. the blue and the purple were not neon; just the yellow and the orange. Oh, they, side it just says it just says purple. Yeah, okay, blue and neon yellow, and purple and neon orange. Okay, so the purple is uh, the left Joy-Con. It's never been used as a Joy-Con color before. The neon orange is uh, brand new as well. That's the right Joy-Con. And then the second pack that was announced is a dark blue left Joy-Con and the return of neon yellow right Joy-Con, which to me is an odd choice. And, uh, you know, I mean, we already have neon yellow Joy-Cons. And... uh, if you already have neon jo- yellow Joy-Cons and you want a blue one, then this is um, a slap in the face to you. I mean, that's really the only way I know to describe it. Um, let's talk about these for a minute. What do you What do you guys think? Um, interestingly enough, we tweeted about this too, and I want to I want to wade into this here too. That in the midst of Kotaku uh, publishing multiple articles about Joy-Con drift and complaining about it, Nintendo drops brand new Joy-Con colors. After Kotaku says that Nintendo will not respond to them uh, about the drift issue, so what are we thinking here? Um, what's going on? Do these 
correspond to anything because you know the last time we saw Joy-Con colors, um, it was Mario Odyssey. Last time we saw Joy-Con colors, it was Pokemon. Uh, Let's go. It was Smash. Usually these these colors come out to coincide with something, uh, but I'm I'm not really able to put my finger on blue and yellow and orange and purple. Orange and purple, I think, is the just Halloween colors, which they're coming out Halloween and Luigi Mansions out. So I think that I think that's got something to do with it. Um, as for the yellow and blue, uh, they're just like money. So they have they have extra <laughs> stock. And why did they yeah. throw it in the new in a new shinier box? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, was thinking but, uh, about purple and orange, and then I'm like, the more I look at that, the uglier it looks. So, oh, see, I love the neon orange. I think it it looks spectacular. Yeah. So, but uh, Colin, I still have my launch Joy-Con, and uh, so some games sometimes have problems with them. Yeah, Colin Harris uh, over in our Patreon. Uh, or over on the Discord, he's one of our patrons. He he brought up a great point. He said, you know, if I could have all purple or all orange, then it would be great. But because right. it's I would one get the or all the purple. Other, that would definitely would yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's one or the other. Uh, he's and and the, even with the blue and the yellow, he's not really into people it. And I think I think a lot of people feel blue. that way. I think it's a blue similar to this. It, it is that blue. It's the exact same blue, actually. Yeah. And you know so what's funny about it is it's, it's not the, the neon blue, blue, it's a darker blue. It's the exact same blue that's being used on the Japan exclusive Dragon Quest Joy-Cons as well. What? I, didn't I believe even know so. They existed. Uh, well, there's a Dragon Quest 11S system that you can only get by winning a lottery in Japan. Right. Oh, and I, I know lottery does a lot. I mean, Japan does a lot of lottery things for pre-order is because that's how they is that's how they get around the first come first serve and people getting upset is everyone right. still has a fair chance even if you buy the last ticket well i think that this is um i think oh, that i'm not the, surprised same, i think it's the same color that's being used uh it's called the the lotto edition or the loto <laughs> limited set um but yeah, it's 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 similar. It's pretty similarly close to to the blue that's being used there, which is interesting. It's like they just took the logo off of it, and which is a slime. They just took the logo off of it, and now they're releasing that Joy-Con. I would love a slime on my Joy-Con. Well, you know what? I'm really thinking that we take some of our patron Patreon funds and appropriate them so that you can get the slime <laughs> from controller. And do a review of that uh, with that. No, I'm, I'm, I don't really use my Pro Controller that. much anymore, so I don't know how much that beneficial that would be. You can buy one of these uh, Lotto limited sets on the website I'm looking at for four hundred and forty-seven dollars or four hundred seventy-seven and fifty-five cents. What a bargain! Right. <laughs> oh well, I don't want it, one that much. It kind of is. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about why. Uh, when we move on from from the Joy Cons, so are, are either of you getting a set of these at all? So I, I still might, but unlikely. I really wish I just did literally these packs in like double colors rather than doing like um, mismatched. I would jump at the double purple in a heartbeat. However, what I hold in my hands right now is four left Joy Con. 
and one right joy one right joy con which are all going back to nintendo this week for repair i will not wow. be buying any more of these things until they get sorted because uh four four left and one right that's a little bit of a joke to be fair for how long the switch has been now but that's the extent of the drift and i completely back kotaku on it that nintendo has built such a shoddy system in terms of um just just generally the way it works i mean all you hear about i mean you, you we heard the horror stories when it first came out but we still hear nothing about we still hear nothing but bad things about joy cons and the drifting and uh without getting too far ahead and you know too rambly it's why i don't understand why anybody who's got a switch who had joy con drift would ever want to switch lights at the minute because we have no idea whether that's going to suffer from the same thing and if it does well that's your entire system down yeah, yeah just and and the thing is is that that if if your entire system goes back to Nintendo for repair for a for a control issue with the Switch Lite, we already know of at least two games that you're not getting your save data back. Yep, and they love to wipe them as well. You yeah. you, you you send a you send a system back with a control stick issue, they will just wipe it. <laughs> so yeah. they don't yeah. care. Pokemon, Splatoon, save data, forget it. So yeah, there's there's no way I'm gonna buy any more Joy Cons until something gets sorted. Yeah, so yeah, um, which is kind of, from from what you I understand just brought at up this point. a good point, which is probably might be a, an expensive way to do it, but a, a good way to get around that is if you you know buy a second Switch, might be the Switch Lite just because it's cheaper, just to be a profile mule. You know, copy your profile to it, send your other system to Nintendo to get repaired, and when you get it back. Copy the profile back. <laughs> it's the most expensive yeah. <laughs> Nintendo way of protecting your uncloud save, uncloud uploadable save data ever. Please don't, you know, we're not going to allow you to put it uh, on a memory card, but you can put it on this $199 other switch that we're going to sell you that has no detachable Joy-Cons. I mean, I mean, realistically, anyway. I, I, I kind of understand them not letting you uh, transfer your Splatoon save via the cloud. So why doesn't it just get tied to Switch Online again completely? Like, instead of, you know, the way that Fortnite does it, where you log in on an account and it's saved there and nobody can tamper with it then? Well, because they, they don't, they don't want to deal with all the saves all the time. They just want to deal with the backups. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so well, we, we're in, everything's but, on but, Epic. But again, Gary, that is the difference in um, everything being on servers versus the way they do it. You right? know what? Uh, first time I've been back in ages, and I, I didn't expect to get so negative. But like, I've got issues this week. Hey, <laughs> oh, well, a Gary, lot of listen, issues this week. Listen, don't complain, please. Don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Don't don't we we're not allowed to complain about anything that Nintendo does. I, I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just, just thought this, this a possible workaround of why of you know the reason why Nintendo doesn't want us having cloud backups of some of those games is to limit cheating. But I think if they limit the number of times you can restore the backup, to, that would solve it. Even calling it that one doing that once a week. I think yeah. would be an annoying enough that people wouldn't do that. You know, yeah, they can still they do it to. once a week, but it's better than constantly, which is what they're worried of. That way we can still have it sta saved. 
can you know I, I have never time traveled in any game because of a of a, of a cloud save, even though I know I can. And the only reason why I ever I ever restored from a cloud save is because I got a different switch. Right. So that would be a legitimate reason why you'd want to do this. But or just just make it easier to report players. That would that would be the easiest workaround. Right. right. Well, well, for games like Pokemon, you're not necessarily cheating online. You're still cheating single player, but still you have the ability to, you know, save your backup, transfer that Charizard to a friend, restore your backup. Now you both have a Charizard. They don't want. They don't mm. want that. About people to do that. Yeah, it's 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 all funny, but either way, I mean, um, well, swinging back. Let's to, circle back around to Joy. Swinging right? back around to Joy. So, if they were, if they're double, if they're dual, you'd buy it. But as it stands right now, till something happens with the drift <laughs> issue, until maybe those duels come out, you're out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the 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 most. Gorgeous-looking Joy-Cons were a double pair, which was the Labo ones for the competition, and they never released yeah. those. The orange is pretty close. The orange is the closest. The orange is a nice color. It, it's uh, almost the. Is, I'm just wondering how close it is to the um, to the even. orange spice GameCube color. Ooh, yeah. So like, uh, I, I like the idea of the double orange and double purple would be my favorite color, and I would get those in a heartbeat. I I'm not a fan of this. Is why I had the the boring launch switch with the normal grey coloured Joy Cons is just because it was symmetrical. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really not a fan oh. of these two different. I actually wanted the red blue, but when I grey was the only one available when I did my order. As someone who has eight Joy Cons <laughs> plus a, a, a Zelda version D pad Joy Con uh, from Hori. These three uh, are the only three I own. <laughs> I, I guess I'll be skipping these until catastrophic Joy-Con failure. But it's good to know that they're still going to be on shelves because, like, I was at Target today and they had every variety of colored Joy-Con in the box ready to go. They had the yellow, they had the reverse red and blue, neon. They had the uh, they had the Splatoon Joy-Cons. They had they had the gray. So. Uh, they're ready to go. Uh, these are going to come out October 4th. If you still need Joy-Cons, I, I can't say if they're going to be any different internally. Probably not because they're already in, sitting in boxes somewhere ready to ship out. But uh, maybe Nintendo will address some of this Joy-Con drift issue here soon. Uh, let's talk about another hardware revision to the Switch. We alluded a little bit last week to the possibility of a brand new switch model that would be released. And there were rumors circulating that this was indeed the case and was going to happen. And um, since then, Nintendo has pretty much confirmed it by showing off brand new box art, but also talking about new battery life that these models would boast. And so in late August, the original Nintendo switch will be phased out and a new model is set to replace it with a brand new uh, box design that is pretty much all red, uh, featuring new sides and a new shot of the Switch. The new model will have um, a product code uh, that is HAD-S-KABAA, that's Japan, and HAC-001 or-01 in other regions. Um, 
And so basically, I think, what I think that's how it looks with the parentheses. So yeah, zero zero one dash zero one. Yeah. So the, originally it was H A D dash S dash K A A A A and H A C dash zero zero one. And this these add uh, some revisions. The only difference that Nintendo is boasting with this new Switch model is a stronger battery life that basically doubles the original Switch battery life by a good bit. Uh, the original battery life being 2.5 to 6.5 hours. It's a 40 to 80% boost over the original and a 28 to 50% boost over the Switch Lite. The new Switch will boast a battery life of 4.5 to 9 hours. In other words, uh, in real-world numbers, Nintendo says that you can play Breath of the Wild on this for about five and a half hours on one charge, whereas before it was two to two and a half hours. So do we really think that the battery life is the only difference or is that all they're giving us right now? Or is there something going on under the hood that will be data mined later? Based on what we've talked about last week, where there was a, a slight chip revision over the original model, sounds like the, the chip revision, I think, is in this is in the light and in this new one. So while it doesn't give more power than the original chip, it's less energy cons- cons- has less energy consumption, which is one reason why it's got a higher battery life. So uh, the, the light probably has a smaller battery than the original Switch, but the new Switch and the original Switch ha- would have the same size battery that can last longer due to the other internals using up less energy. Maybe it'll have a, have a bigger capacity slightly as well. That's right. my thoughts. Well, I guess the big question is, is who's going to buy this? Uh, not me. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool that he's got a better battery life. I don't think it'd be worth buying another Switch for. I think um, uh, if you play it portably, um, realis- realistically, that's quite a long time to play for. Nine hours on the, on its on its longest stretch, um, consistently in handheld. Uh, I think it's a really good revision. I I think they've just done it to secure the switch more than anything, and it's just a benefit that came along with it. Um, but it's it's nothing but a good thing. We we can't deny that. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. Get one at launch, but if I ever feel my old system is like getting ready to die, then definitely I'd want the latest model. You know, I think that for for the majority of people. I'm like, I think fall in your camp, Jesse, like actually both of your camps. I think it's like, that's really cool. I'm glad that it's, it's there, but I'm not going to rush out and buy it. But if Nintendo really wanted to make people rush out and buy it, if they had somehow been able to do this, plus include a bump in, in onboard system memory, you know, storage, then I think that that would actually have people out trading in their old ones, buying new ones, right? Mm-hmm. See, the, the thing the thing is for me is even if even if it is a terabyte model, if if the Switch came out, the next Switch came out, same price, better battery life, terabyte model, I still wouldn't change. And the reason is, is because memory and battery is something that's easily solved, like so easily solved, it, it actually kind of hurts. Um, you can buy SD cards and the auto-archiving, I know people don't like to do it, but it really is easy and it doesn't take long to re-download a game. So 
Whereas I know people want a, a bigger a system with a bigger memory. I just think I would rather have it cheaper and expand the memory as you want, which is the right move. Um, I mean, we had no choice but the Wii U, but I ended up having a terabyte with that, and that was cheaper than if they released the terabyte model. I'm sure. Yeah, I think I slapped a two terabyte drive in my Wii U, and yeah, yeah, me too. I don't even think I came close. To, I don't think I ever filled half of it. I never, and so yeah, definitely overkill for what. But uh, sure beats for cleaning the fridge. Yeah, right. So uh, I don't want to invade a second here. I'm going to invade though. Um, I missed the switch light discussion last week. Um, so I just want to quickly throw my two cents in. No, okay I mean this is good because it's going to ca- kind of help us segue into talking about something else with the light. So go ahead. So now that this other revisions out of the OG model, I don't understand why anybody would want one if you have an original switch anyway. Um, but if you was if you really wanted to buy one, if your system was going, I still don't understand why you'd go for the Switch Lite now. Uh, like I think the Switch Lite is an awesome console. I think it's a good idea. Uh, like I said, I've got reservations about the Joy-Con Drift because it looks like it's using the same sticks. Um, but I don't, I don't really don't understand why you'd want one over an original Switch if if money wasn't an issue and if you already had a system. I would literally just stick with what you got. Now, the big question is, as Nintendo does, is is the Switch like a kids console? And, and to which I would also say no. Uh, I did get asked the question. Somebody uh, messaged me on Twitter asking uh, between the two consoles, uh, which one would you buy for a kid? I would still say the LG Switch. The reason is is because for that extra little bit of money, you're getting two controllers at the box. That's the first thing. You're getting two controllers. A big deal to me. The second thing is Labo. Labo is a kid's thing. And is, uh, despite what people say, especially being as we're in the hardcore crowd, it's such an experience for kids. It's really great. It teaches them about like, like engineering and you know exactly the wonders that you can do with just an IR sensor and tilt, tilt like controls and stuff like that. And Mario Party is also a really good game for kids. And even though you could get a set of Joy-Cons and play it on the Switch Lite, you're basically spending more money anyway to to get that other set of Joy-Cons, which would come with the OG Switch. So I actually still think the OG model is the best option for kids. I think the Switch Lite is the best option for someone who travels a lot or someone who hasn't got a Switch but will only pretty much play one player. Other than that... Yeah. I still think the OG is king. With all the debate about whether the Switch Lite should be a thing or not, I think a lot of that would have been alleviated if they just announced both units at the same time. Yeah, you know what? I think the Switch Lite completely needs to be there. Like, I'm not against it in any sort of way. I just, yeah. as as Nintendo fans who are going to be listening to this, we're all in the hardcore hardcore crowd, right? The Switch Lite will have nothing for you, really, um, other than a D-pad. But you can get D-pad Joy-Cons anyway. That's a problem that's already been fixed. Yeah, there was a lot of there is a crowd out there who was thinking about getting the light just for the extra battery life, kind of yeah. begrudgingly yeah, because of all the cons because of it. Now with this new one, we have even a better battery life and no cons. So yeah, that's why if they just released both, announced both at the same time, half so, of the discussions last week would have not happened. Here, here's the thing: a week out from Switch Lite, I think I figured out the audience for it. All right. Uh, and I'm with Gary. I don't think it's kids because 
You're not going to give that to kids for two reasons. Number one, because of the screen and because it's going to get dropped, right? Because it's going to get cracked. And then you're going to have to send your whole unit in, in for repair. Number two, the Joy-Con drift issue that we're, we're not sure is going to happen. I mean, wait for that first initial wave of that to happen. And Nintendo is going to wish that they had addressed it if they haven't already. Um, but here is why the Switch Lite exists. And it's for two games. It exists for Pokemon, Sword and Shield, and it exists for Animal Crossing, the New Horizons. That's why. And it exists because they, it is a completely Japan-centric device mm-hmm. that they're okay. just happening to sell outside of, of that country. I can tell you and what the reason it's not for. Yeah, it's not for Super Mario Party. It's not, well, I was going to say, not for Builders 2. Because the text is so damn small, it's hard to read it on the OG. So mo- I play really? most of it on the screen on a big TV in order to read the text. So if yeah. you're trying to play that on the on the light, let's see if even even smaller screen, you are going to have eye strain. So, but but here's the thing: it exists so that they can, in the background, they can continue to say, and I and look, I'm going to call it like it is. And I know some people like there was literally a person who this week was like. Y'all are too negative on the show. Uh, whatever. I, I'm not saying this is. I, I want. I want it to be. I want it to be clear that this is not negative. I'm just calling Nintendo out on what it is. the The whole talk about we'll continue to support the 3ds as long as it's blah blah blah. It's BS. Mm-hmm. And and the reason for that is I don't see any situation that exists in our current climate with Nintendo where the 3ds continues to be profitable for very long. Period. And so what they're doing is they're releasing the Switch Lite now so that in a year or so, when people finally realize that the 3DS is a dried, dead up, a dried up dead horse carcass that everybody is continuing to beat, then they can say, but we've had the Switch Lite out. Look mm-hmm. at all these games. Look at all these games you can now get on the okay. Switch Lite. There's Pokemon and there's and there's Animal Crossing and there's this and there's that and I, they're I all good for mobile gaming. If Nintendo's going to listen to one group over another, they'll definitely listen to their uh, investors over the fans. And I think, but this this I think so. I think it's more to appease the investors to say that yeah, we're still selling the 3DS, but we'll come back in a year and say. We aren't selling Switch 3DSs anymore. We're cancel. We're we're killing this thing. It's more for the investor. The, the, well, the fans well, already. Okay. Most of the fans already know the 3DS They're, is dead. Like, and have known yeah, this it, for years. You're right. You're right. And and the thing is, is that the fact that there's no game scheduled for it shows. Mm-hmm. Right. What about number nine? There wasn't even an announcement at E3 <laughs> this year. It wasn't even a 2020. You remember when Bowser's Inside Story got announced and it was like 2019? They didn't even give a date. Mm-hmm. Right. They just said 2019. They didn't even. They, there, there's not one game that they've announced for for 3ds that has said 2019 or 2020. It's they. And, and here's why: they don't exist. They don't exist. And so all of the the, the Jesse's right when he says that 3ds is is probably thriving on console revisions only. Yeah. At this point, yeah. you know, like people buying up all the different kinds so they can catch them all or whatever. But the thing is, is that the switch light exists so that when everyone finally comes to and realizes that the 3DS is gone, they can point to it and say, look how successful it's been. We've already got all these games. You should buy in. 
So I, I do honestly, I do think that the Switch Lite is is um, a decent console. I uh, I feel sorry, so so sorry for Nintendo's marketing team, uh, but I do think it is. Uh, I, I think it's a neat thing. I think it's just Nintendo really likes to confuse their brand. They've they've done this multiple times over and over again, and they've done it to the extent of the Wii U, right? And those I people think they... complaining that the light shouldn't be called a switch because it doesn't switch. Yeah, if they yeah, but... if they did that, it'd be more confusing. Sega they... fans are out there pointing to the Sega Nomad every time someone says that it should not be called Switch Lite, and they are exactly right. The, the, the thing is, is it, I mean, Switch No Switch would be a better name for it, but um, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where, like, I'd hate to be working their marketing team right now because, I mean, the confusion with the uh, 3DS, like, and 2DS and 2DS XL, new 2DS, whatever, like, it's all confusing. And I think that the Switch is heading the same way. Now, this doesn't affect us, guys. We know what's going on. We know the score. That's fine. But you would be surprised at how many people really don't know. And you'd be um, surprised at how many members of staff in game stores really don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and if staff in a game store doesn't know, like if game staff or GameStop staff or uh, whatever other store you visit doesn't know, then what about grandma who's yeah. trying to buy something for their grand, for her grandkids, right? Uh, and walks in and says, they ask for a Switch. And they take them over and show them what is now going to be regular Switch, Revision Switch, and Switch Lite. Right? I don't think and they'll have both models, the original and the new one, on the shelves at the same time. You don't? To, I, no, I Jesse, don't. Uh, my, Walmart, my Walmart is still trying to sell Wii Music for $49.95. <laughs> well, there's no replacement. Walmarts will have Switch old well, school switch on the it, mark on there until so, until dust collapses the so box. If they do, they probably will most likely be do, doing a slight discount on the OG to get it off the shelf and They pay. should. It should go to 24999. Yeah. So I've actually I've actually read I'm, an article about the if, about the UK stock and they they are saying that they're not buying it back like sometimes the the distribution companies buy them back to get them off the shelf. They're not doing that. So it says that the new Switch revision will be on the shelf when other stock is depleted. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's what I. That's how I figured they do it. They just they mm. go through their, their original inventory and then go. And I don't think I don't think it was said, but uh, we we did say in North, at least North America and Japan, the new switches start in late August, but they won't be available until September in Europe. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Thanks for thanks for mentioning that. And so Japan actually ran a poll about the uh, Nintendo Switch Lite, a, a reaction poll. And uh, basically it asked the questions, do you own a Switch today? Do you plan on buying a Switch Lite? Or do you plan on buying the normal Switch? They got about 5,000 responses, and here's what they found. Uh, 9% say they do not own a Switch, but they plan on buying the original. 10.4% do not own a Switch and will pass on the on the light. The note this 17. survey was done before the announcement of the new model. That's yeah. true. 17.9% so that's, that's uh, owns a Switch and plans on buying a Switch light. So around 18% that say they'll they already own one but they'll buy the light. 29.4% do not own a Switch but plan on buying a Switch light. 
But then the largest percentage, 33.3%, they own a switch and they will pass on the light. So uh, what you, you can look at that and go, oh, doom and gloom, you know, 33.3%, they're not buying it. But then you take the 24. They're not the target audience. Or, yeah, the 29.4% and the 17.9% that say they plan on buying it. And now you're over 40% of those surveyed of those 5,200 that were surveyed. Forty Over 40% of those are saying, 40, yes, I'm buying this console. 47 will buy the, the Switch Lite, whereas, see, what was it? Uh, which one was it? 19.4% total combined from the other two that say they will pass on the Switch Lite or buy the original. Right. Yeah, that's what I wanted. 33.3 plus, oh yeah, for, so yeah, 47% say they'll buy the Switch Lite. Forty-three percent says they'll pass on the switch light, and then the the last nine percent saying that they'll they'd rather buy the original. Right. So it's pretty even, yeah. pretty even split. Uh, so it you know really, it comes back to the proofs in the pudding. We'll see. You know there were a bunch of people if you remember back before the switch launched who were saying, "Oh, this will never sell." The, it's it's going to tank. Nintendo's already flopped. Doom and gloom. Blah blah blah. Thunder clouds and lightning. Um, <laughs> or actually, should we say thunderbolts and lightning? I don't know. Uh, very, very frightening. It was. Uh, it was a scary time. But now look at look at where the switch sits, right? Um, and this, you know, here was something I, I thought that, that crossed my mind the other day. Are they going to include sales of Switch Lite in with sales of Switch, and is that going to boost overall predictions for the year, or are they going to? Is it separate? Yeah, I've already heard the term family, so I don't think yeah, it's going to be shipped together. The, Switch family. Give, yeah, w- mm. when, they, when they give the overall numbers of lifetime sales, it'll be all all three revisions in one. They may split oh, them yeah. out for investor calls, but when they say at the end at the end of the generation they sold 80 million units, that's between all three models. Yeah. Just like there's yeah. been 17 yeah. models of 3DSs. Yeah, and I'm, I that mean, is... the original, the, the OG like revision, that's nothing new. Really, and I mean, it happened with the Wii where they took things away rather than adding it in. So at least this time, it's a good revision, right? Maybe they've learned their lesson uh, on their revisions. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like I did read someone who said, you know, Nintendo revised the 3DS and took away the 3D, and now yeah. they're revising the Switch and taking away the switching. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's anyway, very true. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's well, talk about well, some. Before uh, we do, did you see Mega Dad's uh, comic? I did. I did. Put yeah, that pocket. Yeah. Just a pile of meat and cheese. That's cold. It's a hot pocket. We can call it whatever we want. Uh, it was brilliant. That was fantastic, guys. Um, let's talk about a few gaming uh, release date announcements that we feel like you need to know about that are noteworthy. Uh, some things that stick out to us, uh, but also some things that maybe are a little off the wall. And I think this first one is one of these. Tetris 99 is getting a physical release on September 6th here in North America, and I believe that's the same date around the world as well. In fact, it may already be out in a few uh, areas. $29.99 gets you the game, 12 months of Nintendo Switch Online, as well as all released DLC. What's important about this announcement is that, you know, we had the big block DLC 1 that uh, you got when you bought the DLC pack. And that, those were the two offline single-player modes. And we don't know what's coming down the pike. We didn't know what was coming for Big Block DLC 2. 
But the article does mention that there will be offline multiplayer modes that will be added in the future that will also be included with this package. And so it's safe to say that Big Block DLC 2 is probably going to be two offline multiplayer modes uh, that will be added to the game. And who knows, it's going to be after September 6th because it's it mentioned that they're coming later after release. So probably toward the end of the year. Um, does this just strike anybody else as weird? You got a free game? Well, I think that's... You still can't play the online components without the Nintendo Switch Online, but of course you are getting now 12 months for free. Free. You're paying for it already, but just free. Um, but, you know, I think this is mainly for those who say if it's if it doesn't have a box, I don't want it. Right. And I think, too, it's... Let's, let's call it call a spade a spade. This is a vehicle to sell people Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. Think so that's really just, all it is. Just like uh, we play was not it was one of the top sellers, and it wasn't because of the game; it because it came with a Wii remote. Right, <laughs> right. It's I to mean, get you an extra Wii remote. I mean, there is people who are really against Switch Online, so it, it is good that it's getting a physical release for the people who want to play Tetris. Except, uh, I, I kind of find that pointless because Tetris ninety nine is all about the ninety nine. So. I enjoy pointless. the offline mode. I mean, then, it's Tetris, and you can use your themes. Mm. So, if, if I mean, you've unlocked them, if yeah, you've unlocked them by playing online, yeah. <laughs> this is a question: Is I wonder if the two themes that have already been offered for Maximus Cup are going to be a part of this? My, that's a good question. I still say they will be available says, as paid DLC in the future for those who bought got plays the digital version. Right, and, and if they do, that they definitely will be for the cart because it's the same game. But it wouldn't it also wouldn't surprise me if they gave them for you for free on the cart? I think that would be smart, actually. And if they but do, they should be telling people this. I agree. I agree. You get two free themes. You get a Game Boy and a Splatoon two theme. Anyway, uh, that's going to be out September six. If you're interested in it, uh, also else, coming no, I out. What I said. So if I, relatively, if I remember, soon. I'll come back to it. Uh, Coming out relatively soon, July 25th, uh, is Picross, Lord of the Nazarick, $9.99. This has, this has a Tickle Me Waldak written all over it. I am so happy. Uh, so what is this game? See, I don't know if Nazarick is an existing uh, IP that they're just flapping Picross on, or if this is something completely new. But it's basically Picross with a story. Okay. That's what that's what my understanding about this is. I, I, I posted a link to the to the trailer in the Discord, and I think it was Tim, but you know, someone replied is I haven't even watched this yet, but just based on that art and the title, I'm in. <laughs> so according to the internets, since you asked it, Jesse, the Great Tomb of Nazarick is a major location in the Overlord light novel and anime. Okay. Is that related is, to the Overlord It, it originally served gen? as the guild headquarters of Ains Ul Gown in the game Yggdrasil. That means nothing to me. I, uh, but yeah, you just uh, saw, all you saw was Picross with story and you were like, I'm down. And with with anime cutscenes, so what's not to love? Right. 
<laughs> right. If you so, like Picross and you like anime, why not? This is this is right up your alley, and you got yeah. this game for free, right? Because yeah, of gold I, I redeemed my gold coins, so I, I already pre-purchased the game. It comes out next week, and I it's ten dollars otherwise, but I got it for free. There you go, ten bucks. And, well, and Tim says it was him that made that comment. Yeah, so you know, a thousand gold coins well spent, right? Yes, because Picross, because you don't. I mean, really, if, if you, you know, I play the no hell out sense, of those Picross games, and the and the and the uh, the, the cutscenes make no sense. You don't care. It's just it's Picross, right? I, the You're, the trailer said there was some number over five hundred puzzles, like five hundred nineteen or something like oh, that. There you go. So yeah, that that that's thirty hours of content. Twenty yeah. to thirty hours of content. So that's easily worth okay. ten bucks. That's ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, also coming out on October 29th, uh, a triple pack of games as well as an HD remaster of an old Wii game. Uh, Resident Evil Triple Pack is releasing on October 29th uh, for $59.99, and it's going to include Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. The digital versions of 5 and 6 also release on October 29th on the eShop. But in typical Capcom fashion, <laughs> this triple pack is only going to have a physical copy of Resident Evil 4. You da- and it includes download codes for Resident Evil 5 and 6. All of the gigabytes. I don't think that's just a Capcom thing. Oh, it's not. But they're the ones who really not, started no. it and continuing it. It's it's just re- both it's Mega Man collections have done this. Uh, I think previous yeah. Resident Evil collection might have done it. Did they have one? I don't know. It's, it's been done many no. times. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a strange thing, but uh, it's a neat pack, I suppose. Uh, except uh, I'll probably just wait till they'll go into sale and pick it up for like a fraction of the price of that. Yeah, and, and see, really, that's that where if, if you wait, that's where the consumer wins, right? Because the the eShop games are probably never the digital version is probably never going to go on sale. True. So not not like the triple pack will. So there you go. And you're picking up, you'll probably pay the price for one of them and get all three. I still think $59.99 is a little steep for that. Uh, also releasing that day is Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, which I am all on like Donkey Kong. I cannot wait. I love Super Monkey Ball. Uh, it's coming out. It's $39.99. That's here in the States. Uh, this is a remastered and redone version of the Banana Blitz game that came out on the Wii Back in the day, it includes uh, regular single-player mode and over 50 multiplayer minigames. So uh, definitely will probably be worth the value. I hope that they have fixed the motion controls if that's how they make you do it. If not, I hope they just let you play with the Joy-Con. Yeah, I think I think they'll probably let you play with sticks this time. I'm hoping they let you play with sticks this time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, it, it wasn't the I'm greatest of this, though. It wasn't the greatest of the Monkey Ball games, but I mean, it's Monkey Ball. Come on, I'm gonna buy it ju- like I'm buying it just for the mini games. I'm, I'm yeah. being serious because I loved, like my father-in-law and I bonded initially uh, in the first days, first months of my relationship with my wife uh, over Monkey Golf on the original Mo- Super Monkey Ball on GameCube. Yeah, it was. He fantastic, saw me playing it, it one day. He loved golf, and it was like super crazy putt putt. Honestly, if you've never played the original Super Monkey Ball, you owe it to yourself to like, and you have a GameCube, you owe it to yourself to get that game. It's a whole lot of fun. Many games are ridiculous. I've never played a Monkey, Monkey Target game. and Monkey Golf are the best. And Monkey Pool. 
I don't know if Monkey Pool was in the first one or if it was just in the second one, but both of them were are, are super good games. Story makes absolutely no sense. And this one, an evil space pirate alien monkey kidnaps all your bananas. Does the story matter? <laughs> no. no you're, you're rolling around trying to get to the end. The tale is old as time, just like Donkey Kong Country. Tale is old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Monkeys and their bananas. That doesn't rhyme <laughs> at all. Um, and then uh, release date also announced this week for a pretty big Nintendo game. Uh, first party game. Luigi's Mansion is releasing on October 31st, 2019 on Halloween. And will cost $59.99 as well. But I am super glad to see a confirmed release date for this. And I'm so glad they're getting it in in October. It's the perfect time. Um, for the, for this game, I, I just want to ask a question about Luigi's Mansion. All right, so the story of this game is that Luigi and his friends have gone on vacation, and they go to a hotel where his friends get kidnapped by ghosts. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has to save them. They reveal that the name of the hotel is the Last Resort Hotel. Comforting. You, like when you're booking this. Luigi, are you not like think like you know? <laughs> Maybe we're related because I, I once sat at uh, this uh, it's a Chinese restaurant called uh, Good Look, and I needed it. <laughs> once, so, once you got inside, it was definitely you needed good luck. Yeah, <laughs> definitely needed good luck. So I, I don't know that's not too weird. Like if uh, I look in a hotel and it's called the Last Resort Hotel, I'm like I'm probably not going there. What I thought the story was Luigi. that I thought the story was that they he gets invited to there, or I got my wires crossed there. Okay, maybe he gets invited there, but why would you go? You got invited to a haunted mansion it's twice. It's free. It's yeah. free. <laughs> but the Mario, I didn't see the name of the hotel. <laughs> you know, how do you explain this? Like, at what point do people quit going with Luigi places? Like, <laughs> right? Just don't go. I don't know. You know, <laughs> well, and I feel like both, like, think about this. It, it harkens back to Super Mario Sunshine. Like, both times that Mario and Luigi have tried to take a vacation, it gets ruined. Yeah, they should just not. They should They should just sit at home and watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> safer that just, way. I don't know. They can, they can sleep in the pipe house. There's a deep cut reference. Just stay at home in the pipe house, watch TV, have a staycation. I don't know. Anyway, that's out on October 31st. Uh, I'm super excited for Luigi's Mansion 3. Definitely going to be picking that one up. A couple other little news items here before we move on. Dr. Mario World, we talked about this game last week. We're still uh, playing around with it. But Dr. Mario World uh, came in at 2 million downloads and earned $100,000 in the first 72 hours that the game was available uh, which puts it as the fastest growing uh, or the fastest start game for Nintendo Mobile yet. Uh, I would say that it's also the best game that Nintendo Mobile has released yet uh, because it's probably the closest to the actual version. Um, I'm still playing Dr. Mario World. It's it's frustrating, but it's good. I haven't played as much since I've been playing Builders 2 so much, but I'm still playing it. And, In fact, and, that's, and that's I, I gave it. I gave it my two dollars out of hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm two dollars at that hundred thousand. I haven't touched it. No Dragalia lost. Uh, I just I don't know. I, I think the mobile games are really cool. Uh, I'm just not a fan of mobile gaming. It's it's nothing to do with me being against anything or anything. You just don't like any mobile games. Uh, it's not just that. I mean, it's, I've got an iPhone SE. The memory's really bad on it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all all you do is you download a game and then you get nothing but warnings when you try and take a photo. So it's just easier to not play games on the mobile. <laughs> little side, she used side it as step, a phone. little sidestep yeah. here since you mentioned Dragalia Lost. But when when that game was new, I put a, out a video on my iPad from my iPad. I recorded it downloading the extra seven hundred megs that was needed of game to download the rest of the game and since with with my internet the way it is it was about a minute and a half so i i recorded that and put it on my youtube channel and it's got a lot of traction just because of the music because the music's really cool but the last few days has been a lot of people debating about whether the video is real and that the download speed was actually that fast i'm like Dudes, I yep. screen capped the entire iPad screen. I just did not doctor this in any way. I mean, if you, sped I mean it, if, if you sped it up, you would have put the Benny Hill music on it, right? Well, actually, well, initially, I got copyright hit on them because of the music, so I put redid the video using the Benny Hill music. Oh, wow, really? Are I you did. kidding? I, I, oh, I'm not amazing. kidding. And then when they lifted the copyright, on the song, I took the Benny Hill version down because Benny Hill version was still copyright claimed, but yeah. at least let me show it. Where before, yeah. before the original music, I couldn't even show it. But the, you know, it, but even if I sped up the anime, sped up the video, you know, with, along with the video is like this anime hand drawn cutscene that would have been sped up too, and it's not. <laughs> so. So yeah, yeah, I didn't doctor that. That's legit. Yeah, that's true. It's a good way of, of knowing. I, why would anybody even... Anyway, people have too much time on their hands. Yeah. Uh, speaking of mobile stuff, Pokemon Go got an update uh, that includes a new appraisal tool that shows you the uh, IV, the IVs. Oh, yes, IVs. Uh, okay. I don't play Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> the IVs of Pokemon in a bar graph and allows for searches... Based on IV percentage, a four-star searches 100%, three-star search between 81 and 99, two-star search between 65 and 80, one-star searches between 50 and 64%, and zero-stars searches all under 50%. The percentages are calculated by adding the three IV scores together and dividing by 45, and this new tool went live earlier this week. Also, some upcoming in-game events from Patch Notes. Uh, you'll soon be able to take on Team Go uh, Rocket Grunts in battle. Uh, also, Shadow Pokemon are coming. You can catch mysterious Shadow Pokemon that the Rocket Grunts leave behind. Uh, and it says, is there a way to help these Pokemon? Of course there is. Uh, battle <laughs> minigames, charged attack gameplay includes new minigames, and none of these updates appear to be live yet. Probably within the coming weeks, they will go live. Let's talk very quickly about a couple of events that are going on right now in a couple of games. All right, guys, speaking of Pokemon Go, Straw Hat Pikachu has now started appearing or will appear in the wild. 
and we'll have a matching straw hat available for your avatar in the style shop. And this will happen on July 22nd at 1 p.m. Pacific time through July 29th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and the additional Pokemon Sword and Shield information are also going to be revealed on July 21st. My guess is this. It's not going to be Dynamaxing. It's not going to be Gigantamaxing. It's going to be Fantastamaxing. Pokemon <laughs> bigger than the world. Are they going to be fabulous? Space Pokemon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, also going on right now, it's actually started at the time of this recording. The final Splatoon 2 Splatfest, Team Chaos versus Team Order, is now going on. It's going to be the longest running Splatfest in Splatoon 2 history, and it will go through July 21st and will most likely have some kind of far-reaching implications for the Splatoon 2 universe. It's being called the Splatocalypse. If you'll be, uh, if you want to be Team Chaos, you'll be teaming up with Pearl. If you want to be Team uh, Order, you'll be teaming up with Team Marina. And uh, we all know which one's going to win. Duh. Yep. Pearl, you're completely right, Pearl. No. Oh no! It it will be. It's Pearl. gonna be Team Marina. It it will be Pearl. Why? I will, I, I will bet on this, Marcy. I'll bet why? with you. you be... Why? Because uh, everybody loves chaos as long as it doesn't affect them. No, it's because people go for the popular teams. Then the underdog team always wins. His platoon always well, wins every I, time. I, we'll, we'll, I will agree with platoon that. Platoon one, it was a coin flip between the two, but you know, yeah. which I jokingly called waifu war. This one, I. There's no contest. Well, this one's War of the Waifus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other way around. No. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I totally agree with that. I'm actually uh, I'm excited to get stuck into it. Um, I, I always mean to play more of Splatoon 2, and now it's kind of finished. It's like, well, now I should have definitely played more well, of it before. You know, people are saying that it's finished, but with the 5.0 update, we're going to be able to make our own Splatfest. Yeah. So that's actually going to be... I think a fairly popular feature that will keep Splatoon 2 going for a while because the, uh, the team behind Splatoon said this week that Splatoon 3 is not even any, in, in, it's not in anywhere in development at any stage. Yeah. I mean, because I'm mean, working on animal crossing. The thing is anyway, even if Splatoon 3 comes out, I mean, everybody's going to say it's a port of two until it eventually changes over time. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> they may as well just port two and then change it over time. <laughs> That's actually pretty, pretty right so um just just to uh side rail a minute here this this leaves me a question of what is going on with nintendo's esports thing now because i mean we've got the i don't know what you if you guys have got an equivalent in america but we have nintendo uk versus we have uh, Nintendo versus. yeah you have nintendo versus as well so their lineup is getting thin now their lineup is getting very thin now because they dropped arms they dropped pocken uh They've got Splatoon 2, but how long is that going to last now the last Splatfest is done? Right. Uh, Mario Kart's really getting old now. Like, Nintendo, need, they're going to have to start releasing some more of these esports things if they're taking the, if they're going to take the versus thing to the next chapter. Well, they're going to, they're going to rest on Smash. And they're also going to loop in, and I'm not saying this is right, but they're going to loop in Mario Maker. No, I agree. I think Mario Maker totally deserves to be in there. I mean, it's a good job that they don't play over the internet at the events, but um, 
Yeah. Also, the Switch Lite is going to have some implications to this because I don't know if you guys have ever been to one of the Versus um, tournaments. I have. Um, the way it works is you bring your own Switch and put your Switch in the dock. Yeah, that's going to be awkward now. Well, they've had <laughs> ways to do it back when they played games with 3DSs, like during Pokemon tournaments. So I'm sure they, they'll have some mechanism. To they'll have their secret uh, dockable version or of Switch Lite. They'll have, a, they'll have a, a process to copy a profile from the home unit to one of their dev units, which then is played off of their dev unit that can be docked or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's yeah. a copy, not a move, so it doesn't affect the, the original the original switch, and then the pro- pro- profile on the copied switch is just disposable at the end of the tournament. That's, see, that's I, what I'd like I, to I, see, at least. I actually like Nintendo when they're getting on the esports thing, you see, so I want to see more games like that. I think that the you know the legacies that they have is, is much better than a quick one-and-done game. Um, Arms was fantastic. People really didn't give that as much attention as it deserved, mainly because of Splatoon 2, like, crashing its party. Uh, no, they cannibalized ARMS, and I said it from the yeah. very beginning. Why would you release two huge t- titles for esports this close to each other? Because everybody's just going to drop ARMS like a hot potato and go to Splatoon, and guess what? They did. Yeah. Completely but, you know, the, the game that nobody expects Nintendo to be making right now is ARMS 2. And now would be the time to do it. I think so. I, th- I think, um, well, the maybe next year. 2020, just... like early 2020, ARMS 2 would be yeah. freaking amazing. Once the match has been out for a year, I think that's a good time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, so you know what's going to happen, guys. You put, in, you put in one of the... Uh, the the arms characters in the Splatoon, I mean in the in the Smash, as DLC. You know it's gonna happen now. But yeah, we're What's gonna get happen? pocket tournament too. <laughs> we're not gonna get arms too. We're gonna get pocket tournament too. I, you know, I I would be okay with that, but I would really like to see arms too as yeah, well. I would. Yeah. I, I think pocket. I really think pocket tournament was very. Um, the the word I don't want underappreciated. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Underappreciated. I just think that both versions of that game, the Wii U version and the the Switch version, both struck at times when it was just awkward for them to to be the game. Yeah, I, I think so. Oh crap! I'm sorry about that. Um, I I never played Tekken or Pokken or any of those games. My my daughter has. The, the Switch version, but uh, just since lost the cart, she's been looking for it and doesn't know where it is. We still have it. We just, like my son and I, we don't play it. He's good at it. He beats me every time. But I mean, if you, it, it's one of those games where you can you can try to be really technical with it, but it's really just button mashing. You get you in a corner and do the same, you know, move that keeps you from jumping, but also knocks you down over and over and over again. Yeah, I think I think I, I enjoy Pokken. I think it is a game that needs a bit of revising, though. So I think that a second version, a se- uh, you know, a sequel you know, would be. You amazing. know what I would really like to see them do with it is. Do you remember the old Dreamcast game Power Stone? Yes, of course I do. What a fantastic I, game that is! I would love to see a, a Pokken game with Power Stone engine. 
Like yeah. you got Pokemon running everywhere, shooting stuff, and you come in close, and the attacks change. But then, like, because you know there is that mechanic in Pokemon tournament where it's like if you 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 do the the right kind of attack, and it, if it hits, you go from three D to two D. Well, take the needing to hit the attack out. Just make it yeah. a make it a party brawl game. I, I like Already the done three, with, I, with with Pokemon Rumble. Just make it the make it Poke, Pokemon tournament. I like the three D sections way more than I like the two D. Yeah, as well. me too. Yeah, and it would work. I mean, you could bring those those same attacks in. You gang up on people. I really, what I really want, Gary, is I just really want to know. I really, I <laughs> yeah. loved that series so much. Yeah, it's why the Dreamcast was the best console ever. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I won't, I'm not even going to dignify that with comment, but <laughs> I will agree with you. It's, it's probably one of the most overlooked series of all time. Yeah. Sega, please, please give us a new Power Stone on the Switch. It would be fantastic. You know it. You know it would be good on the Switch because the Switch being able to be anywhere, four players connected, tabletop mode, Power Stone. Come on. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about what we've been playing. All right, sadly this week I have not been playing anything at all. I'm looking forward to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That's what my game will be for this week, but I can't talk about that because I don't have it yet. Actually, it just confirmed on my Switch that it's downloaded and it's ready to go. But I've not played any games other than Dr. Mario World. I've already talked about that. So I'm going to turn this over to Gary and Jesse this week. Uh, and Gary, we're going to start with you because you haven't been on the show for a while. Uh, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Yeah, so I haven't really been playing that much. As you guys know, I'm more of a casual player at the minute than I am a you know a hardcore Nintendo fan. Uh, I, I just I've, life's getting in the way, and I don't get to pick up my Switch too much. But when I do, I've been playing Mario Maker Two. Um, I, I think it, it's it's running circles over the first one. It's missing the charm. It's missing some of the things that made the first one stand out on its own legs. Um, but I think. Because of that, including the drop in the Amiibo costumes, I actually think Mario Maker 2 is better as a Mario game now. Where I feel that Mario Maker 1 was sort of... It almost didn't feel like Mario at times because people would just make like Mega Man levels and Sonic levels and stuff like that. Um, however, the same with Smash. So I think... I think that they're both brilliant games their own right. The modes I brought them for is the online. Uh, I'm so, so disappointed that Mario Maker 2's versus and co-op online multiplayer just is... I think it's the game with the single worst online experience that I've ever played. I, I, I'm not even kidding, and it's not an exaggeration. It's unplayable to me. And it's such a shame because they're trying to push Switch Online, but with Smash and Mario Maker 2 now, I I have no no faith in um, Nintendo's online capabilities at all. But the rest of Mario Maker 2, sharing levels and um, the story mode is just... It's hitting notes that like it really needed to hit, and it's fulfilled that 2D Mario that um, I wanted. Um, so overall, if I had to score it so far, I would say probably eight and a half to nine out of 10. Like I'm really enjoying it. It's just a shame that online so broken. And other than that, I've been 
diving right into the Mario. I'm playing a bit of Mario Land on the Game Boy. Now, I know that you can complete this in like a half an hour sitting, and I did over and over again, except I've got older, my reflexes have slowed down, and I'm used to the new mechanics of Mario, because guess what? Going back to this game, you it's kind of hard to control now. And uh, <laughs> I did two runs and did not finish and did not complete on both runs. And I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> I remember <laughs> having that I problem co- when I when I when the three DS eShop launched, you know, that yeah. was one of the games that launched with and as as virtual console I picked it up and played it once or twice and I could couldn't get it finished. So the the first playthrough I decided to run like you do with most modern Mario games. And yeah, that's a bad idea on that game. So the second second playthrough, I decided to walk, and I got I got very close to the end. But I I'm still honest, I'm so gutted. I'm gonna keep playing this game now. Yeah, uh, finish it. I love that game because of, of the quirkiness of it and the way yeah. it does not fit into Mario, seemingly. Uh, with even with like you know you stomp on the turtles and they blow up, or and the fireball bounces all over the place. It's the Super Ball. On the fact that it's not Princess Peach, it's Daisy, and Tatanga is the is the you know villain, which I would love to see him come back to, you know, just that whole thing. But um, that whole game feels like Mario is sliding across the floor on a very loose film of like vomit or ice or something like. It just, it's so, it, it, like you said, you can't just run through it. It's, it's, it's fast. You know, it's, it's a lot faster and looser than we're used to Mario games control being. While at the same time, it's very super responsive. It's just faster. Yeah. It's, it's very twitchy. Mario sprites like what, eight pixels by eight pixels. Yeah. I still to this day can like, just like out of the blue, the music from this game will come back to my mind, you know? Yeah. I was just about to say that. That's the, the the single. I honestly think it's the Mario game with the single best music, because games like Mario World have like a lead song which is awesome, but every single song in Mario Land is killer. Like every yes. single one will bring some sort of nostalgia or feeling back or something. And you know, Link's Awakening remake gives me hope. Yeah, that one day we'll get this and Mario uh, Six Golden Coins. Both of them remade for for a modern era because if any two games from the Game Boy deserve a remake, it is those two games. Oh, six golden coins, especially like as much as I love Mario Land and the music. Like I said, I, I think it's hands down one of the best on the Game Boy. I think the better game is Six Golden Coins, uh, and even then, that that's still a game where the lands in it are so different to what we expect. Like Mario has become very predictable in where we go on it. Um, But you know, have you ever been to a haunted house or inside the belly of a whale? (laughs) Or, or have you ever uncovered the secrets inside a giant Mario robot statue? Yeah. I always thought that that was just Lego. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a toy Lego robot. I I think there are symbols in the background that are like the, the, Lego like toy in Japan. Yeah, that's you know, true. Act, you know, um, you can you can find the deluxe version of that that's out there. It's floating around. We won't tell you where to find it, but it's the colorized version of of six golden coins. It's mm-hmm. brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. So it's yeah, that's, that, that's, and, and, that's and it works on a, it, it works on a Super Nintendo Classic. I you know, 
I don't know how I know that. It just does. <laughs> if, if, only there was, if only there was other consoles that it could work on. But yeah, uh, that's true. Other than that, uh, that's all I've been playing. I have got another game to play, which is uh, Tiny Metal, um, but I've not yet booted it up. I got you. I'm, I've got my eye on Tiny Metal because where I really want, like I really wanted Wargroove to scratch that, that Advance Wars itch, it did not. What? I I thought it like it scratched it with a handful of claws. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know. There was just something about it that just did not. It didn't thrill me. I, okay. Like, I, I, I'm still to this day not finished Wargroove. I could do it. I just, I don't know. It was more Fire Emblem-y than I wanted it to be and not enough Advance Wars. Oh, see, I love Fire Emblem, so any any Fire Emblem. Well, there you go. So, yes. so like two weeks from now, we know where you'll be. Oh, yeah, in a cave. <laughs> fighting fighting over which uh, school party I want to go to. I don't like you yeah. guys. You wear yellow. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. You need to do like a weekly, like, you know what would be great if somebody did, like, and I guess you, this, this is what I'm saying, is like, if you did it like the, the like a high school update, like a drama, blo- drama blog from your time in Fire Emblem, like, so and so's dating so and so. They're on the yellow. They're in the yellow school. Do I do I get to do it in the style of Zac Efron? I mean, go right ahead, man. <laughs> Knock yourself out, uh, Jesse. What have you been playing? So yeah, I, I mentioned earlier I've been putting a lot of time into to Dragon Quest Builders two. Um, I think I I don't know how many hours I've put in yet because it, it won't tell me until I've played it for ten days. So this weekend I'll know. My guess is I might have put in 20 to 25 hours already. Yeah, the game's definitely got some content to it. Like, the... Um, when I talked about it last week, I only had like an hour, an hour and a half in. But uh, shortly after that, you got sent to this other island, and you pretty much spend like the next eight or ten hours of gameplay at that island. You know, it's like solving the locals' problems and Kill, and involved by killing the big bad of that island. And that in itself feels like a satisfying self-contained game alone. And I, if that's where it ended, I would have been happy. But that was just part one. <laughs> that's, that's act one. <laughs> so apparently there's there's a total of... Th- I think I read there was a total of three of those islands. And I, I've so far... I finished the second one. So I've, I've gone through these this 10 to the the eight to ten ish hour arc twice, and I've got one more to go. But before I get there, there's stuff there's stuff I have to do on the home island, which might take another. I think that took like two to four hours of work before I can get to the next island. So definitely a lot of content in, in it. Yeah, the game does have some problems. Um, though I think the biggest glitch that I've seen. It, it almost felt like it was going to soft block on me a few times. Like when the the game, if I, if I get to a certain point in the game and it wants to run a cutscene, you know, any NPCs following me will try to get to a certain relative location to me. And once they stop walking, then they'll start their conversation. I, I put a tweet showing a video of this yesterday, or tw- tw- both times happening, but this NPC ran behind me, couldn't find footing, so kept literally 
jumping behind me. And I, the cutscene started, so I can no longer move. I had to wait for him to finally find a, find a place to stand long enough for him to start the, the conversation. And if he never found that spot, I would have been soft-locked. It does autosave pretty frequently, so I wouldn't have lost too much if that happened. But ultimately, I didn't need to. And uh, the game has some interesting physics. Like if I come across a tree, I can cut the bottom layers of the tree down and the top half of the tree is still floating in midair. So it's still very Minecraft in that respect. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, it's, it's amusing. But what what surprises me, it kind of amazes me, is on, you know, on, on the islands where there's major story elements, is it, nothing responds. You know, the monsters will respond, but anything you've destroyed does not come back. And it remembers what you've destroyed. So if you, if you, Cut a cactus down, you know, halfway down when you first enter the island, and come back to it five hours later. It's still that half of the cactus is still floating in the air, and and while the first the first island didn't deal with depths at all, the second one does. So there's it's a big three D space to keep track of. So and the loading times are long, but once it's loaded, things go pretty smoothly, and. You get what I very rarely play docked, but you know, as I mentioned earlier, the text is so small. Sometimes uh, for a while, I I did play docked just so I could see the text better. And I don't know if other games have the problem, but that switch got really hot in that dock. Mm. So the all the all those bits and bytes and that is, is keeping track of is a lot of math on that CPU. But I, I've very rarely seen a frame dip. So I wouldn't exactly count that as an issue. I, I've seen it once or twice, but only when there's like 20 NPCs jumping in unison and cheering because I finished a task. But, you know, in normal gameplay, I've never seen the frame drop. But I'm, I'm, I'm still having fun. I'm still fine on playing this through until I'll, I beat the story. And then I have a feeling once the story is beaten, I still have just a sandbox of the home island I can do what whatever I want with and that's and there's an online function where I'm able to go into other people's home islands but it's not just open to the world it's, they have to open it up so when I tried going to someone else's world none was open to see so you probably have to like arrange with friends if, hey open your game up so I can go in your world and show you know, and I think something like four other characters can be running around in your world. But, you know, I've, I've never tried that. And so yeah, that, that, it, that sounds pretty much the same as what Animal Crossing does. Yeah. Where you have to, you have to invite people in. Yeah. Ibisol asks, do you need to put in roofs to stop them looking at your shower? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, I, 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 Made it made a uh, video clip and put it on Twitter yesterday. I I finished building a shower, which was a task. And as soon as I finished making the shower, I used it. So my character took you know, basically went from armored to just being in towels and then taking a shower. But since I finished a task, the entire population of the town hovered around me, 
to celebrate the, the task completion. So they're doing this while I'm in the shower. I'm like, this isn't creepy at all. How long until like some concerned mom's group posts a blog about this new game on the Nintendo Switch allows you to as have people look in on you as you shower. <laughs> You'll never believe the results. Click here. Right. Though you, you don't have access to tiles until really near the end of your of your each town segment, but you do learn the, to make the tile like ceiling ceiling tile frames out of whatever ingredients is locally available. So you you can top it, but I've never bothered with it. I've always kept the ruse open just so I could see what I'm doing without having to go into a, a building and then have the camera zoom in tight on my back. The miner... See, do you have the highest snaps version? I don't know what that means. Ubisoft asks. The, and the miners, they were dropping yellow hearts. All right, so you know, if, if you saw the, the, the hearts being dropped by NPCs, you know, like yellow is one point, they go to orange and red, which is more points. That's like how much gratitude is earned by the citizens of this town. The more the gratitude you collect, then you're able to upgrade the, each town. Starts at level one, maxes level four. And then upgrading the level will give you more recipes you can build from and brings more NPCs into your town as a population. Um, can't think of anything else to say about that, but yeah. You know. you know, again, I, I'm not a Minecraft player. I've never really cared for it. And I did like Dragon Quest Builders 1 demo. I just, I didn't play much of, I didn't play Builders 1 because I had to start over. The demo didn't carry over. But so, though I heard IGN said that they did carry over. So I don't know, either they, either they're wrong or they patched it in. So I don't know. I haven't went back to check. But yeah, so I probably would have liked Builders as well if I didn't play the demo. Here I didn't play demo to Builders 2. So I'm like I'm liking the the gameplay. So it, you know, if you like the Dragon Quest music and themes and art style, even if, even if you're not a Minecraft fan, you know give it give this a look. And Guru says demo carries over too. Um, okay, is of two. As is Tim's telling me this in chat. Okay, anyways. Um, okay, so apparently the demo does carry over now. I, yeah, I didn't try it, so I didn't test it. So, we talked about a lot about Mario, Doctor Mario World last week. I play; I'm still playing it. Um, just entered the fifth world, which is, I think, is the final world that they've released so far. And then, you know, once 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 I'm done with that, the only thing left to do outside of multiplayer play is just trying to grind to get more stars. So. To unlock the the bonus levels, which I highly doubt I'll ever see them, because, and then, I've I've increased my rank to the I think the third rank of multiplayer. I have over my score is over twelve hundred. So I'm still trying yeah. to keep that up. So I haven't touched it at all. How does the multiplayer work on it? Is it is it real time? Yeah, it's real time. It's like like, yeah. like like Tetris ninety nine. You're playing against other people in real time. This is 
real time head to head against yeah. against someone else. And you know the, the abilities of your doctor is slightly tweaked in multiplayer versus the story mode. Like for uh, if like I'm Doctor Bowser, so in story mode when I activate it. A, a random two adjacent rows will be wiped out, but in single player only one row. Mm. So you know, so to put, and each doctor has different effects, which also is slightly tweaked for single player versus multiplayer. Yeah, and then they uh yeah. So if you're the 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 board will drop down in time. You know, naturally, but if one person clears their board completely before the other one, then their board will drop at, and like, I think four rows and you'll get four, four new rows as well, but you had zero rows drop. And this, so you still have, should have room to play where you're going to give the other, your opponent problems. And eventually you'll, you'll reach a ceiling where the, you're not, you're going to lose rows from the top. And you're you're only going to have five or six rows to play with, and that's when the game gets really hard. <laughs> and that's normally where I lose it, you know, because it's just a matter of who can throw junk to the opponent first. As soon as you do, you win. But it's still fun. I'm, you know, I'm winning maybe every other, or winning two out of every three. So it's still, you know, normally. Only once I play a game for a week, you know, I, I'm lucky to win one in, one in five, and this is not fun anymore. <laughs> but this one, I'm still playing. And then I did play a little bit of Tetris 99. I just played it. I literally played it after recording last week. Played it for about an hour just to unlock the Splatoon theme, and then I stopped. So I have it unlocked, but I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, I, I did the same. I, uh, I got the Splatoon theme. Um it was pretty tough. Um, I was uh, finishing in the twenties the majority of the time. Um, oh, see, I I had a hard time getting past top fifty. So I think the people who were weren't good at the game stopped playing, which then leaves only the people who are good. Yeah, because I used to be able to get top fifty almost every time, and could get top twenty maybe one in you know one in four, which. Sounds like you're supposed to, but you know, I've I've known people who's never seen top twenty out of all. <laughs> so I think I think the people who are less skilled is just stop playing. Yeah, um, Touches Night Nine. I, I hope they keep doing these themes. Uh, the Splatoon one's really good. Yeah, it took me a while to get used to the coloring, but once I got used to it, it was fine. Mm. I'll probably. St- oh. I still don't know. I, I like the music of the Game Boy version, but I don't know if I like the, gra- the graphics. It's because it's the, there is less contrast between the pieces. Yeah, I, th- I still like, even though I like these themes, I, I think I still like the OG setup that they had. It, I wish, I hope they do this in an update. Let us choose what visual theme we want and what music theme we want separately. Mm. Then I probably would choose like a Splatoon art and Game Boy audio. Yeah, I was not a fan of the Splatoon 2 theme. I'll just be honest. <laughs> it was pretty repetitive. Uh, I did I did like the, the visuals, though. 
Yeah, I like. Yeah, again, it took me a while to uh, get used to it, but once I got used to it, it was fine. I, I think, like, I, Mega I Dragon, guess I was kind of Mega let Dragon down by it. I, I was kind of let down by it because I was like, after the Game Boy version, I was thinking that maybe we would see, you know, like an, an NES version and the SNES version from Tetris and Doctor Mario and. Maybe the N64 Tetris Attack, or maybe I, I, I would love them to bring some of those Tetris of those. DS themes in. You know, like the Mario theme from Tetris DS, different things like that. But I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mega Dragon says he'd like to see a Pokemon theme, which might happen in November. That's Sword and Shield coming out. More than likely, it will, because it seems like all like Nintendo is using its online games to promote other games. Right, well, they like. Is, well, they they, they blatantly said it back when they started with the uh, mobile space that that's the whole point right. of the mobile space. All the DLC for uh, for Smash has been pretty much to to promote other games, right? Right. Yeah, which means lost, yeah, I mean, well, except for Banjo, that's probably just because people want a Banjo in. But I mean, we're getting we got Joker for the Persona Five S and. Then we or the the Musu game, and then you've got the hero in for Dragon Quest Eleven as it gets ready to launch, and I don't know. Okay, kind of, kind of a little branch off of that. Nintendo announced this, you know, games coming in August. No, was it was it August? No, it was. I think it was games. No, I don't remember if it was. I think it was must. Must have been games in August, but uh, they they mentioned the that the hero would be coming out within that month. So if that if, if that was August, then it should be coming soon. Oh yeah, I, I fully expect it. I mean, August is pretty much the last month of their summer quarter, right? Summer time frame, right? July, June, July, August. Yeah, Gary says his PC crashed. Yeah. So we we will definitely see the hero then, and we'll see Banjo probably December, January, somewhere around in there. Yeah, probably not January because they still have they still have two more DLCs to announce and release. That's supposed to end in in February March. So we'll probably get that probably Octoberish. Banjo Banjo October Banjo, November. September. No. I don't know. I August, don't September? No, there's no way it'll be August, September. Probably late September, early October, and then still room for two more after that. Yep. Frisk gets announced and released in December, and Waluigi comes out in February. I like it. Uh, all right, let's move into our community spotlight. We've got a voicemail and uh, some listener questions this week. <laughs> First and foremost, let's hop over here to our email where we have a question from Warren G. Akers. And he asked us this. He said, hey, dads, I thought a, I had a thought recently. Can any of you verify with 100% certainty that Breath of the Wild for Wii U did not receive the same Labo VR update as the Switch version? I realize it wouldn't make much sense, but the Wii U version received all the same prior updates and DLC content as the Switch version 
including the initial DLC with the equipable red Nintendo Switch t-shirt for Link to Wear. It is simply a curiosity, but I no longer own a Wii U and can't seem to find the answer online. Thanks. So we did some digging earlier and came across the website perfectly-nintendo.com where they do uh, catalog updates to uh, video ga- to games. Uh, and it says here that the last... According to this website, the last update for the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild was the 1.4.1 update. Uh, this was released on December 14th of last year. Uh, the patch notes say made various fixes to improve gameplay. Uh, and it says, and additional notes as mentioned above, the, the update is only for the Wii U version of this game. The next update made to Breath of the Wild was January 31st of 2018. Um, and it was in uh, January 31st, 2018 of North America, uh, February 1st, 2018 in Europe and Japan. And this was a switch. This was a double update, actually. The switch only. You can now select Chinese traditional or Chinese simplified or Korean in the language settings menu on the switch. Uh, and then there was a voice language uh, selection. Uh, not is not supported for the above languages and various fixes to improve gameplay. Then the next update was the 1.6.0 update. This was for the Labo VR kit, and it came out uh, April 25th of 2019, only on Nintendo Switch. And so, your uh, if you're out there and you have Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, we believe that that version is sitting at 1.5.1.0. And the Switch version is now sitting at 1.6.0. And if you are out there and you have the Wii U version of the game and you can confirm this for us, tweet at us, at Nintendo Dads. uh, Maybe include a screenshot of the version as well so we can answer Warren's question with 100% accuracy. But according to this website, no, the Wii U did not receive the same update. So it is no longer uh, parallel with the Switch version. All right. Jesse, we uh, have a voicemail, correct? We do. All I'm right. Ho- Why don't you play Gary it would come back to, uh, in order to hear it, but uh, hopefully but he'll just have to miss it. So this is from uh, MechaDragon101, who has been listening in, in in our chat. So. Hey, fellow dads. How are you guys? Um, um, Mecha Dragon 101. Kind of been following the podcast for about a year. You guys need to help me get through work and whatnot. Uh, I'll make it brief. So my question basically is, um, if you can either travel back in time or be like kind of a child within any any generation of gaming, what would it be? For example, I would love to be a child back when like the Super Nintendo was around. But I was born around the time that the 64 came out. Kind of a conscious memory. And basically, I was just asking, like, if you were like reborn in a specific generation of gaming, what would it be? Um, thank you very much. Hope that makes sense. Let me put the podcast later today. Right. Oh, I don't hear you, Marty. No, I do not hear you. No. Okay. Now well, now there I am. <laughs> technical difficulties uh, man thanks for sending that awesome question um, I really do wish Gary was here to answer this because I feel like uh, as the resident old guys on the show 
that we probably were born uh yeah <laughs> like when gaming was starting yeah that that's definitely was me because you know I, I i grew up playing atari vcs and in television and my my i bought the nes when i was in eighth grade in 1987 so wow I, I was 13 years old i was eight in 1988 when I got mine and it was the Christmas of 88 and I got the, uh, the NES with the power pad and the zapper that had, uh, Zelda, not Zelda, Mario and duck hunt and track and field. Yeah. I've, I, I think I've had that or my cousins did. Uh, Eva still asked me if I, which version of Intellivision, um, it was the original Intellivision one. Um, but, because this question really doesn't apply to me, it would be applied to mo people more in their 20s to 30s. I asked my son, who has just turned 19, this, I had him listen to the voicemail and asked him how would he answer it. He's, he, so he, he grew up playing the older games just because I had the older games. But really, you know, he was born like a year before, a year or two before GameCube was released i don't remember what year that was out he was born in 2000 so he said he would like to have been around for the nes era just because that's the era he knows least about yeah he has played some nes games from virtual console games that i've bought and the nes classic but and i i remember he used to play mario 3 on, my, on an old nes before it got busted but uh you know other than that he 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 doesn't remember ever playing an NES. Now, I mean, for me, I'm, I was, you know, I began console gaming on the NES. And so I'm, that's always going to be my answer. That is like, I think you gravitate naturally toward whatever your system was when it was, when you were a child. Right. Uh, and so like, I, it's always going to be the, the, the NES, my memory and, and the SNES, because that was, 12 and 13 for me. So my entire, like almost yeah. my entire teenage yeah. years was Super Nintendo. Yeah. Super Nintendo came out my senior year in high school. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I remember being 12, like going into junior high. So that was uh, like, I remember the, the, like, I, I will never forget to this day playing Super Mario World for the first time and just being blown away. Yeah, I remember I was at my I was at my my friend's house and he had pre-ordered the Super Nintendo. I didn't even know you can do that at the time, but yeah. You know, so I was at his house. His mom goes, "Hey, you're uh, we need to go to the store to pick up your Super Nintendo." I'm like, "Dude, that's awesome!" So like I was over the 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 next day and already playing it with him. And then I yeah, I remember shortly after that, a friend of mine at school got one and I didn't even know they were out. And so immediately, of course, I go home and I'm like, Dad, why do I not have the Super Nintendo? <laughs> you know, like I, Trey I has a Super coming. Nintendo. Why don't I have a Super Nintendo? Uh, I want, you know, and I, I like I we it was during when it first came out. And so there weren't any games like, you know, we're spoiled today. I think that like we we don't realize that, but like when the when the Super Nintendo launched, it launched with Mario World, Populous, and F Zero, and Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings, yeah, yeah, four games, one third party game, three first party games. That was it. 
There were no downloadable games. There was nothing. So it's like, you have these four games. And I remember getting Populous because... That game's rough without a mouse. Yeah, it is. But I remember getting Populous because that was all there was, right? Like, and you, like, and the thing was, is like, you go to the store and it wasn't that Populous, F-Zero, and Pilotlings were at every store. It was whatever they had. You know, like, whatever they got. And then we get, like, one or two copies. I remember like having F-Zero, you know, finally getting F-Zero and being just floored by it. Uh, and, and so, like, I, I know there's some nostalgia in there, but I really do think that, like, the NES and, and Super Nintendo were, they were magic at that time because, like, they were doing things that had never been done on a home console. Yeah, you know, I remember most of my friends, you know, were would use the AV um, inputs, but I, I still preferred... To use the RF switch because I found out you can chain them. So I I had the like the Super Nintendo one attached to the NES, attached to the input of my VCR, and the output of the VCR going into my TV. So I didn't have to have different switch, different settings for different inputs. Like like I kind of do with my HDMI. You can just switch. turn on the one you like wanted. Just turn on the one you wanted, and when my friends saw that, they're like, "That's kind of cool." Downside yep. is the R- the quality of the RF switch output wasn't as good as direct video output because uh, you're splitting it, right? Well, not even that. Just just in general, the RF quality wasn't yeah. as, wasn't as good. You'll, Colors were a little you know, muddy. Kid, kids today. Kids today will never, and I'm not going to turn this into like grandpa, Nintendo grandpas or whatever, you know, but like they don't understand having to put the channel on three or four to, to get to the video game, right. you know? Yeah, they definitely don't remember actually having to turn the dial to change the Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. And I, and I, see, I don't even remember that because I, I did, like the TV that was in my room for Nintendo actually had a remote, but, but the remote, it had a power button, numbers, and a volume up and down. That was it. And it looked like, I mean, it had wood grain. It was a wood grain remote. Nice. Because, <laughs> of, of course, it was. It was the... Because uh... everything was wood grain in the 80s, right? Right. Um, Mega Dragon, this is such a good question. Uh, if you don't mind, and you can tell us, he, is he still in the chat, by the way? I believe so. Uh, we I'm going to run a poll. This week on uh, on our Twitter page uh, or on our Twitter um, on Twitter, whatever. I sound like I'm from the '80s. There, uh, I'm gonna run a poll on on our Twitter uh, about this and see where people wanna wanna fall there about where where they would want to be born uh, if they weren't born in the you know the '80s or or '90s. Because uh, and that's like. Always like I have to understand like I grew up there, so I have this special nostalgia and memories and sentimentality attached to it. But for a lot of people, it's outside looking in, especially right now for Nintendo Switch Online with the NES app and uh, Virtual Console and everything. I, to me, it's a big deal, but for other people, uh, it may not be. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, that's a fantastic question. One of the best questions we've ever had. Um, Guys, I don't think Gary's coming back. I think uh, his PC has decided to finally be disagreeable with him for the 
for the evening. And so we're going to close this show out. This has been episode 239. And we want to thank you for hanging out with us, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast device. I did think of what I wanted to say from back an hour ago. Uh, we, were okay. talk, we were talking about Tetris 99 physically coming with a 12 month subscription. And I was going to say, like all other 12, uh, 12 month subscription redemption codes, if you already have a single plan, you can apply it. It's and stackable. It'll, it'll, it'll stack and it'll extend your time. If you have the family plan, probably you, pro- you won't be able to use it. You're out of luck. Better off giving it to a friend or yep. reselling it or something. Yeah, you can do that and make a quick buck off of it. Uh, well, guys, that has been episode 239. And uh, again, we want to thank you for hanging out with us over on YouTube or your favorite podcast device and uh sit and service uh we want to say a huge thanks to our patreon producers chris mears john blanco dave ernsberger and tim off uh for supporting us at the producer level and of course all of you who support us over on patreon.com backslash nintendo dads and we want to let you know if you haven't heard we've got a website now nintendodads.org where you can find our latest youtube videos tweets podcast episodes links to all of our social media upcoming blogs by members of the Nintendo Dads. And now the Nintendo Dads shop for Nintendo Dads merch is open on that website. That's nintendodads.org. Go over there and check it out. Recommend it to your friends. Write it on bathroom stalls. I I don't care. Another thing that I'm starting to work on is like a section that'll have like recommended accessories or items from Yeah. Yep. Right. And so be on the lookout for that over at NintendoDads.org. You can find all of our social media there. And as usual, you can be like Mecha Dragon 101 and call in and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. Hint, hint, they're the same thing. We just took the words out, <laughs> the letters out, put numbers back in. You can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com and we will read your question on the show or our brand new email address podcast at nintendodads.org. Use it. So no, we have no one's used have it yet. Well, that sounds like a challenge. Send us a question at podcast at nintendodads.org and check that out. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show uh, and Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for all the sweet artwork they have produced for us and are producing for us. You can download us from your favorite podcast app of choice like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, uh, or Spotify. Again, guys, we want to thank you for hanging out with us. For me, for Jesse, and for the busted computer Gary, which I think he probably has thrown it up against the wall by now. This has been episode 239. Thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye. Nintendo Dads.